And welcome into the Paul Farrington Show, the Week 8 Prediction Show. Paul, joined alongside Jack Weinberger, Robert Ziggy Ziegler at the University of Virginia, and Zach Bloomquist, the best executive producer in the game. Please remember, if you enjoy these videos, to like them, comment. Could be good or bad. We don't really care. Subscribe to the channel. That's always nice. Tell a friend. That's actually probably the best thing you could do. Then they'll tell a friend. Is tell a friend. Then they'll tell a friend. Or throw us up on Reddit. Or throw us up on Reddit. Yeah, today today I get a call from Jack, and he's like, did you see... That our show's on Reddit right now. It was on the Pat McAfee show, like Reddit page or 25,000 followers. Someone was so disgruntled at seeing our content that they put it in the Pat McAfee show Reddit and said, look at these guys who are trying to be like Pat McAfee. And I loved every second of reading that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely Pat McAfee inspirations for this show. I would, We Absolutely. would be lying if we said there weren't. Of course. I, I think there is some originality, but also, yeah, Pat McAfee is great at what he does and i would hope mcafee enjoys the fact that some young guys like ourselves are inspired by him yeah oh yeah no he they do a great job so we have no problem at all if people are are saying that we are close enough looking like the mcafee show to to put us out on the yeah look at that your studio's leaking so, yeah, so we, can like, yeah. the, we can use some of the we can use some of the mcafee deals <laughs> those deals are a little nicer than, than what we have here where we're leaking on us uh okay though so <laughs> pat you listening that fell apart quickly (laughs) the week eight prediction show we're going to talk a little bit about teams and fan bases that need to take a chill pill i found this in my house today and thought it would be good for a segment an actual chill pill and then we're also going to do game picks as always the jack cap of the week and a little segment tail fade or follow where zach will listen to a bet from jack ziggy and myself and we're he's going to say whether or not he would follow us forget it or uh you know, I almost bet a million dollars Zach tails my bet this week. I guarantee he'll tell you. I mean, well, you would think, yeah. but you never know. So we're going to start, though. We didn't talk about the Vikings and the 49ers following the triumphant Monday night football game for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Just a, a good day to be a Viking fan for hey, the first time in a long time. And it's Friday and Junior. And it is Friday and Junior. And it's Friday Junior. Get yes. yourself some merch. I don't know if you can see this right here. but you gotta Yeah, so click the link below. In the uh, in the description, you can find a link to get a piece of Friday Junior merch. Enjoy your Thursdays with the Friday Junior shirt. Friday Junior of Hollow Weekend. Of Hollow Weekend. This is the best Friday Junior of the year. It's a good one. It's a good one. But it wasn't as good as the Vikings win, at least for, for me. Watching that game, I went into it at 2-4. and four, You're thinking, okay, we're going to get mauled by the 49ers on primetime, Monday Night Football. And then at 2-5, and five, we just hope to start losing the rest of the season. But for some, you know, as a Vikings fan, that can't happen. We need to be more average uh, than bad. It's just just for the sake, of, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. You say average, Kirk, but Kirk was not average. Kirk was sensational in the Monday night game. Oh yeah, and it led to Troy Aikman at one point saying he's a top ten quarterback in football. And some people reacted very positively to that. Some people were arms up in the air. What the hell are you talking about? Of course he's not top ten. We've been saying it on this show the entire year. Kirk Cousins has had a fantastic season. He was great last year, too. If you take him off this Vikings team, they are an utter disaster. Think about what that team looks like if Nick Mullins is leading them. They probably are winless this year. And they probably win four games last season. Think about all the 11-0 crazy finishes in the regular season, one-score games. They don't win those without Kirk Cousins. He has been sensational the past season and a half. And when I think about the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, specifically to this year right now, would you guys agree Mahomes has to be in there? Yep. Lamar Jackson has to be in there. 
Josh Allen still, even though he's been up and down, he's in there. Probably the still upside in there. of Allen's too high. The upside of Allen is too high. Jalen Hurts has been up and down a little bit at times too, but he's still on that list above Kirk Cousins yep. for me. I know that you're you've been loving Matthew Stafford this year, Ziggy. So I'll throw him in there. He's had a great season, but it's close with Kirk. I actually think it's closer than people are saying. And maybe you throw in Tua, but other than those guys right now, like Trevor Lawrence is playing well. You could probably put him in there. Kirk is playing better than Joe Burrow this season. 100%. Kirk yeah. is playing better than Justin Herbert most of this season. Like, he hasn't made many mistakes. And that's 10 right there. You know, that those are 10 quarterbacks if you add Kirk to that list. Jared Goff would be the other guy. Maybe Dak. But look at Dak versus the 49ers versus what Kirk just did. It's pretty clear to me that Kirk Cousins is playing top 10 football right now. And that's where I want to ask you guys... I'm all of a sudden at a point as a Vikings fan where I'm returning to that. Should we extend him another year and bring him back? Because he's 35. He's getting up there. But when you look that good, I don't want to go back to the Christian Ponder days. One also, one uh, brief thing on Kirk about him being top 10 or not that I have listed here. He's sixth right now in completion percentage. Second in pass yards per game. Most pass touchdowns in the league. This team is a total dumpster fire without Kirk Cousins. And that's just an obvious fact. Yeah, I have two listed here in the top 10. He's probably number six or seven to me. But are we so sure that if you put Kirk Cousins on Miami, he's just as good, if not better? Oh, yeah. I mean, Tua's numbers are better we, than Kirk right now. Mo- most of the numbers. But I, I don't know, Zach. I, Kirk Cousins, he might be like, I, it's not crazy to say he's better than Tua Tiger by Low at all, actually. I think I, I would take Kirk over Tua. We're so used to seeing Kirk with a horrible, abysmal offensive line with no protection. These 400 pound guys in his face half a second after he snaps the ball. He was kept upright this entire game against San Francisco. He wasn't sacked at all. And what does he do when he has time? He throws for 400 yards without the best receiver in the world and beats the best team in the NFL. Is he top 10 right now? 100% yes. I don't know what Kirk Cousins we're seeing this season because what's the story always been with Kirk Cousins? You know, those noon, those one o'clock kickoffs, those are the times when Kirk Cousins is really good. And then the primetime games are when it falls apart. 1 p.m. I Kirk. always, I always I hated that narrative on Kirk, though. Yeah, well, well, his two best games this year are at Philadelphia and versus the 49ers, right? Big primetime games. His worst games this year have probably been what, like the Panthers game, the Buccaneers game, the Chargers game? Bears, we didn't really do anything. Yeah, the four noon games have been far and away his worst games this season. Mm -hmm. So, of course, 1 o'clock, Kirk Cousins is playing next week. He's going to Green Bay. But, like, look, Kirk Cousins, I think this is the season where he's going to cast aside a lot of these narratives. The Vikings finally have a really good offense around him, right? There have been pieces, but I think the the offensive line's finally been figured out. I was wrong. Apparently, uh, getting a new guard has really changed things oh, quite a I, bit for I the offensive line. I was losing my mind when we got Dalton Reisner because it, it, t- it took long enough to watch Ezra Cleveland and Ed Ingram tag team Kirk by themselves. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Reisner played very well this game. He wasn't perfect, obviously, but he showed awareness and played the position. Well, there were a few times. Here's the thing that was most annoying, frankly, about watching the Vikings guards is they were fine to take plays off. If no one was running directly at them, they'd just sort of stand there. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of times when the 49ers, they try and do this a lot, right? They have a creative defensive scheme. They'll send guys trying to create that situation. 
And Reisner would immediately move and help out whoever was trying to get targeted. So he played well. Kirk played well. The narratives are over. And frankly, if you've got Kirk Cousins that can throw for 400 yards and a couple touchdowns in primetime games, well, he did something similar against the Eagles, right? He put up like 350 and four touchdowns. This game was like 380 and a couple touchdowns. Playoffs are back on in Minnesota, Paul. It's it's almost like when when you say Kirk has no chance in this game is when Kirk shines well, it's the brightest. It's Kirktober. It's Kirktober. It is, it is, we, I mean, I, Kirk-tober. we said this at the start of the month. What are we? We're three and one in October right now? Yeah, but the... the and you said this too, game Paul. Out. As we were watching the game, you're three and four right now, and but but if you had beaten the Bucks at home, and was there's not um, Chargers? We had the Chargers, Bucks, right, right, right. like Chargers game. The Vikings Char- should Chargers, have won. You had that game. We're sitting here now, and you're five and two, and we're talking about the one, potential uh, one, one seed in the yeah. NFC. No, it's 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 and think about the schedule they have coming up. It, it would be a much different conversation, even though. I'm still not convinced the team is all that good. It's just, yeah, they should be five and two right now. And, and the, those games they lost too aren't really Kirk's fault. Like even the Eagle game, it's not his fault. Jefferson fumbled out of bounds or the defense allowed a 15 play nine and a half minute drive. People put the blame on Kirk Cousins. He saves this team. Any sort of negative connotations around Kirk Cousins ended with this game against San Francisco. It should. When, it should. He, when he was protected. He tore up the best defense in the league and won the game. So I totally agree. And when you're thinking about what the Vikings should do here, I'll admit I was very much on team trade Kirk, blow things up. But it seems like Kirk doesn't want to go. The team wants to play. They're not giving up on the season. The Vikings realistically, now that they've won three games, and they're certainly going to win more than three, right? This is probably at minimum a six, seven, eight win team. It's probably seven or eight at minimum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just six is with things go really off the rails. You don't have a better option than Kirk Cousins coming through the door next year, right? Caleb Williams isn't coming. Drake May isn't coming. So you can let Kirk walk for nothing and sort of try and do the thing where you're just rebuilding. This is how you get something like the Christian Ponder era. You're trying to rebuild without the high draft picks that'll get you started. Or you re-sign Kirk. It doesn't cost you anything. He's clearly playing well. Give him one of those like two or three year deals he really likes, guarantee a lot of money, and just ride it out. Yeah, they they have to they have to keep improving the team around him, which the offense is getting there. But defensively, Brian Flores has done a nice job with really and an, the team is not that talented on defense, but you're getting some good results from them. They're playing they've gotten better as the season's gone on. The blitz rate is crazy. I think it was the highest in like something like five years or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's calling cover zero every other play. <laughs> it's absurd. Lord loves the blitz. He does, he does. But you know what? For what he has, they're making it work. And yeah, I, I'm sitting here thinking the same thing, Ziggy. And that's part of the trap. I said we were in purgatory. This is exactly what purgatory looks like. It's yep. exactly what we predicted, where we're probably not a Super Bowl contending team. It's We're not. But at the same time, they're good enough and they have enough good players, especially at the quarterback position where they'll probably walk away with, yeah, maybe nine wins on the season. They could, they could find a way up to 10, but it's going to take a lot to go anywhere beyond a first round playoff exit. Yeah. But I, I, at this point though, and I agree with you, I've brought up purgatory by the Vikings on several occasions, but at this point, it's not the fact that Kirk Cousins seems to be the best option, which obviously he is. He seems to be really the only one because you're not going to yeah. get one of those 
those top. And I don't want to roll with JJ McCarthy. I like. I don't want to. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know like, people like him. I don't want to roll with him. I don't want to roll with Bo Nix. Give me Kirk for another two years if he's playing. And the other thing we have to acknowledge: if Kirk's playing at this level, then yeah, you take him. How many teams in the? And it's a weird situation where you have a fan base where people are actually wondering: should we give up a top twelve quarterback in football and go and try to start the rebuild when? Kirk will still be a top 12 quarterback in football. This isn't the Derek Carr situation, right? Derek Carr, the offense wasn't working. He wasn't working. It made sense for both sides to let it go. Kirk Cousins is playing much better. And I mean, you you can see a vision here where the things go well for the Vikings, right? They win a few games. They get that blessed, blessed five seed. (laughs) They go to whatever team is in the NFC South and kick their butt. They go to San Francisco and remind the 49ers that they've already beaten them. And, and then suddenly things are looking okay. You need, hey, I, you know what, division. Why not we, division? We had, I say why not division. We had this Kirk discussion, but the hypothetical was if Minnesota is sitting here at one and five or one and six, and what do you do? But that's not the case. Like now I'd say, okay, let's go make the playoffs and see what happens. Yeah. And they've that's played, the best route. They've played Philly, they've played San Francisco, and they played Kansas City really tough this season. Yeah, the three of the best teams in the league. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so. a lot easier to sell me on something like this when you're not going to have to say go to Baltimore and then go to Cincinnati and then go to Kansas City. I don't I mean, think the Vikings is Philly I, and San Fran is tough. I think no, but yeah, you probably have to play one of those teams. I'm just saying, like, I can see how the Vikings are talking themselves into this. And now I'm talking oh, myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it. no, no. It's it's, it's, it's it. miserable. It's and miserable. Especially too, because the way the Lions just got sautéed. By the best team they've played this year. <laughs> it was the perfect weekend to trick you. Yeah. It's it the perfect one. But you know what? Now I now want to be tricked. On. Now we're being led on and we're about to kick the crap hey, out of the pack. You want to be tricked. Yeah. You I, I want to win. I don't want to lose. I want to win. Thank you. Skull. Yeah. It's like Kant's third critique, right? This is just a regulative ideal that we can't help. It's like a necessary condition of the experience of a Vikings fan to yeah. delude yourself in this way. There's you'll no go, other way to exist. You'll go 10 and 7. And then go to the divisional round at San Francisco and they'll win by 40. They'll win by 40 and we'll be picking like like 20th. Yeah. And then it'll be like, okay. And we'll pick like 21st yeah. and not know what to do. Let's go on to the chill pill segment. Here's where we're saying certain fan bases are overreacting to things right now. And we're saying, hey, just take a chill pill. Just relax a little bit. So the fan base that I'm saying needs to take a chill pill is actually the one that the Vikings just beat. The 49ers, I'm going around getting ready for the show today. And I keep seeing fans and analysts, writers, all for San Francisco saying, oh, maybe Brock Purdy's not clutch. Oh, maybe it's it really is all the weapons and the play calling. Sam Darnold could take over after week eight if he plays and plays well because Purdy now is in concussion protocol. Or it's even if Purdy were to play and lose, maybe we need to turn to Sam Darnold. And I, I sat back and audibly went, are you kidding me right now? Like 10 days ago or three weeks ago, we're talking about a quarterback who beat the Dallas Cowboys 42-10 on Sunday night football. The guy looked like a robot the first 13 games he played in his career. career. He was 13-0 and made no mistakes. So the second that he has a couple incompletions, it was, remember we talked about the Browns game? I said it's the first time I've ever seen Purdy look anything other than absurdly accurate. The same thing against the Vikings. He had some turnovers. He looked human. That's part of playing quarterback. He's not going to go undefeated his whole career. The second that that happens, 49ers fans are already starting to question what to do with him. And to me, it's just ridiculous. Think about the NFC Championship game last season. When Purdy went down, it felt helpless for San Francisco. Even with Josh Johnson before he went down, 
some backup quarterbacks cannot thrive in this system. It's not it's not just that you have the best uh, play caller in football or the best team around. Brock Purdy's done a lot by himself to take this team from good to great, and or at least the offense. So I, I'm flabbergasted that this is even a question of Brock Purdy potentially being his job status being in doubt to some degree for some just for some fans. It should be everyone should should take a, a breath and say this guy is really good. Let him recover and then get back to business. It's absurd. Being someone who's who's always been a little bit anti Purdy, you as have, opposed been, to but most. you know that's absurd. But yeah, yeah, I think that's totally absurd. I, I I have always said he is in a fantastic system with the best weapons in football. But there became this this narrative, and it's totally fair among San Francisco fans. They didn't know what losing was under him, and now you lose a couple games. And it's it's like the the world's coming to an end. Stephen A. Smith said he said he lost his confidence in Brock Purdy, which, like, which which is totally insane. Like, what do you expect the guy to go three hundred and zero throughout his career? <laughs> like, he's 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 going to lose. I mean, this kid is younger than we are, and he's off to the best start I've ever seen. Maybe outside of Big Ben Roethlisberger, but no, I mean, this is it's totally absurd. They're sitting there at five and two with one of the best rosters ever. Relax, he's fantastic. Like. Oh, this as, is a turn. This yeah, is a turn as, for you. as someone who's who's been more, you know, pro his weapons and more the system itself. Mm-hmm. We I've just watched him in numerous games look amazing. Like some of the throws that he makes, quarterbacks can't like you. You got to get the ball to Debo Samuel. You got to get the ball to Randall. You got to get it there. Yeah. and he does it better than most people would. A lot of people can. Ziggy, it, you it's agree, okay to right? lose a couple games on the road. It's it's no big deal. Yeah, look, I people are saying that Purdy's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. This obviously isn't right. But even after these two kind of tough weeks, he's still the NFL's leader in EPA per play. And he still played pretty well, right? I would have him as a borderline top 12 quarterback. And I would be stunned if Sam Darnold steps in and can fill that. Now, look, Purdy's gotten some luck, right? He's had some turnover-worthy plays that haven't resulted in picks, but on the other hand, both the interceptions he threw against the Vikings were after he got his concussion, right? Jordan Hicks slammed him in the head in some like QB sneak scrum around seven minutes into the fourth quarter. He played notably worse after that, and now he's in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. It's tough for me to not see those as at least a little bit connected, right? So I don't know. I'm hardly giving up on Purdy. I'm certainly not giving up on him for Sam Darnold. I don't know. Pete, coaches around the NFL seem infatuated with this guy, right? The Panthers gave a second, a fourth, and a sixth for him after he did nothing but suck with the Jets. Then he did nothing but suck in Carolina, so he went to San Francisco. I'm not expecting to see him anything but suck. Though, weirdly, the line for this 49ers-Bengals game has only shifted a few points now that Purdy's at it. keeps sort of creeping towards the Bengals. But I don't know. I don't think Purdy's the best quarterback in the NFL, but think there's some controversy here. Or that the 49ers should be ready to find a new quarterback because their guys had one bad game or two bad games. Yeah. You know, even his bad games, like, it's not as though they've been awful, right? He's not coming out and looking like Zach Wilson out here. He's not throwing zero touchdowns, four interceptions. So now give us some patience. He's played one really great defense and one okay defense. He'll be just fine. Um, I was not trying to thought. Well, I got I something right there. Yeah, continue. With Brock Purdy, I think he's a little closer to like an average quarterback to a slightly above average quarterback that that 14 to 16 range, probably then top 12 um, or top 10, like Kirk Kirk to me, 
hovers around that top 12. I think Kirk is a much better quarterback than Brock Purdy right now. Uh, although Purdy does have some abilities that Kirk doesn't. His scrambling, his movement in the pocket's great. But one last thing. His movement in the pocket sucks. Purdy? That aside. Oh, yeah. I, I no, the know. second he feels the pocket collapsing, he immediately puts his eye down and step up every single time. This is his biggest flaw. Sorry, his, escapabil- his escapability is yeah. out there. That's, that's what I was intending. But Purdy, I'm not going to get on him too much for leading for San Francisco down the field and having the kicker miss a 41-yard field goal against the Browns. Like He delivered, he did his job there. Against the Vikings, there were the two interceptions. There's other things. McCaffrey fumbled earlier in the game. Ward gave up the absurd... I mean, Wilkes called to send seven people on the third down play with seconds left in the half, allowing Addison to have that 60-yard touchdown. Like That wasn't good. The defense not getting any pressure on Kirk Cousins. There's a lot of defensive issues with San Francisco with their defensive line, which is paid to perform like superstars, and they are not. You have to pressure Kirk Cousins. That's how you beat the Vikings. Yeah. Get in his face. They make mistakes. They didn't do that. Secondary hasn't been that good recently. There's a lot of other issues that the San Francisco 49ers are having that go beyond Brock Purdy. So it's yeah, relax, take a chill pill. Yeah, I, I don't think Purdy is is top ten. I never thought that he was. A game like this proves to me that a guy like Kirk is better than than Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. But with the fact being that how good the 49ers are, Brock Purdy is one hundred percent good enough to win a Super Bowl. And not Oh, with this team. With this yeah, team. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's Definitely. allowed to look human in a couple games on the road. Let's not panic. Who are you going to with the chill pill? Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to tell the Green Bay Packers fans to take a chill pill on their <laughs> quarterback, Jordan Love. And I understand, as somebody who was super hard on Jordan Love in the last episode, I understand that he lost to the Raiders and then scored zero points in the first half against the worst defense in the history of the league for the first six weeks and lost the game. <laughs> to the Broncos. He's looked inaccurate. He's his decision making is bad. He makes a lot of these throws where it's like what is he doing and I'm waiting for this to turn. It's it's <laughs> it's the wrong read. I understand that. But what he is pretty decent at is his intermediate game. Throws over the middle. He's pretty accurate in that sense. And I do believe that the Packers have abandoned that. This is the youngest roster in the league. He's not set up in the best position. He has no David Bakhtiari, one of the best linemen in the league, due to injury. This is a Packers team who was 8-9 and nine last year with Aaron Rodgers and failed to make the playoffs. Green Bay's not that good. Love's not in the best situation. They're still figuring themselves out. It takes time to gel. Green Bay has abandoned what Love seems to be good at. He's chucking the ball downfield in the triple teams and double teams. I blame that more on Matt LaFleur. And it's okay because this team still has to mesh. It, it's, it's, it's tough to get going. I'm going to read you some stats here from quarterbacks playing in their first year. Okay. And I know that Jordan Love's in his, in his third or fourth year, this, but this is his first year starting. So I'm treating it like he's a rookie. Terry Bradshaw, a four-time Super Bowl champ in his rookie year. 24 picks. A 30.4 QBR. And he only played in eight games. Imagine those picks if he played the full, the full season. Eight games? Eight games. Yep. <laughs> Troy Aikman. <laughs> Troy Aikman finished 0-11 in games he started as a rookie. Nine touchdowns, eight and 18 interceptions. 
Peyton Manning, 28 picks, 3-13 and 13 record. We have to give Jordan Love some time. It's not fair to kick this guy to the curb and jump the gun and say he stinks. He has shown a little bit. And Just flashes. And he's really not in a great spot. This is the youngest team in the league. They're all super young. Take a chill pill. Give him a little bit of time. It's not fair to kick him to the curb just yet. Hey, Ziggy, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it, Jack's Paul. point. Are you buying... Do you do you accept Jack's treating Jordan Love like a rookie? Being in your... I th- so I think you can't treat him quite like a rookie. I think But you have to give him much more leeway yeah, no, no, than no, no, a I, third I'm on board with this. Starting, I remember you in the, talked about this. starting in the NFL is so much different than, than not, watching. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I think this is right. And... One thing about the Packers offense that makes it hard to figure out exactly what's going on, and thus why I'm willing to give a little more leeway to Jordan Love, is they were supposed to have a great run game. They were supposed to have a great offensive line. They were supposed to have ascending young receivers. And some of that's obtained, right? Christian Watson's still a very good player. Romeo Dobbs has shown some good things. You've gotten a couple good runs out of A.J. Dillon. But by and large, things on the whole offense have just not gone how folks thought they would. Right. We were hearing that Love was stepping into a great system. Right. Christian Watson was going to be just like when Aaron Rodgers started. He had great wide receivers, just like when Brett Favre started. He had great wide receivers. This was supposed to be the next big thing. And that's just not quite what's happened. So some of that falls on Jordan Love, obviously. Right. If he were completing every single one of his deep bombs, the run game would get a little bit better. But I think it's unreasonable to expect your first year starting quarterback to fix the problems of the offensive line and set up a run game by being really good at evading pressure, making the right decision 100% of the time and completing all your deep passes. So it's not as though he's stepping into an offense where everything's working. So for that reason, I think Jack's right. We should be a little bit more sympathetic to the struggles he's having and not immediately give up. Yeah, and we were we were pretty hard after the Broncos loss in our reaction and it's show. Tough not to be. It was no, tough not to be. But, he but, has but, to play better. That's no. He has, yeah. and that that was really what we we were reacting to the Bronco game, saying he has to play better. And if he doesn't, that's when you start to consider. Like you always have your eyes open on what what else is available. If the Packers finish the year, Jordan Love will finish the year no matter what. We all knew going into the season it was a trial year. If the Packers finish. Four and thirteen or five and twelve, yeah, they're probably going to consider a quarterback if they really like Penix or McCarthy or Bo Nix, whoever may be there. They're gonna consider that, and maybe you do take a shot on one of them and have a competition next year. His Jordan Love's cap hits only seven point seven million dollars, so it's not like you're not gonna cut it. And if um, Jordan Love's really good, you can just trade whatever correct. rookie quarterback yeah. you drafted for another first-round pick because it's not as though the shine's going to have worn off. Oh, if Jordan Love's really good, you could also just, you know, you start to build around him. It's like you can't really lose just yet if you're the Packers, but you want to see him improve. And one thing, I completely agreed with you on the intermediate passes. We said it on the last show. 12 that's of the 13 yeah. throws in the first half were five yards or behind the line of scrimmage. And that's his strength, and Green Bay seems to be venturing away from that. And I blame that more on the coaching yeah. as opposed to Jordan Love. And one more thing I want to say, too, is I've said this before the season started a few times. Green Bay Packers fans have to realize that this was... Like, what were you going to expect? A, a winning record this year or a playoff appearance would have been a very, very, Huge very success. pleasant surprise. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is I don't I don't think the noise is coming from Packers fans, actually. I think in general, the Packers fans I've encountered. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean this is just true, right? People are putting out stuff like Jordan Love sucks. I've lost we've lost faith. And I'm like, there's a lot of noise coming from the media. And fair enough. But I do think that Packers fans are a little bit more realistic than this. They sort of understood what to expect you gotta of course you you couldn't not get excited week one when he goes in and dog walks the bears like how how could you not a a second ago we were just talking about the vikings going to the divisional round of the playoffs so i we yeah we completely get how you it's a week-to-week sport you you have huge reactions we've seen some very 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 bad performances from first year starting qbs and they've penned out to be fantastic and and love has had the flashes one last thing i wanted to say about him if you go and watch Jordan Love play, count how many times during a game he's not set when he throws. He'll kind of be fading off when he doesn't have to, or he'll um, yeah, uncomfortable. Or he'll, or he'll do like a weird angle when he doesn't have to. I don't think he's trying to be flashy or he's not overconfident. If anything, it could be a lack of confidence in the, his standing in the pocket. But that's another coaching thing. Like get in there, you know, step into your throw. Throw, and I'm not a quarterback coach, so I'm not going to pretend to be one. But you notice these things when you see him fading off like one leg. Like, all right, yeah, that could lead to some inaccuracy issues. So I agree that it's more the coaching here because when he's on, we said weeks one and two, you go, damn, that looks a little bit like Aaron Rodgers sometimes. And we haven't seen that the past couple weeks, but a lot of these issues are are mounting. But you would hope that the inaccuracy issues, the tendency to make a wrong read or make a a bad pass make a pass it's like what is he doing that needs to be fixed like, it does it has you, to it does but you would hope that with some experience as he gets older and has as he gets more reps in the league that improves yeah that's the hope is packers fans yeah but it, it has to improve 100 percent. yeah yeah all right ziggy who are you <laughs> giving the chill pill to here's like you want it? here's a chill pill you just take it. chuck it at the game throw it to you ready <laughs> ready yeah you got it all right, I did not get the chill pill, oh, so uh, I'm not going to be chill during the segment. Wait, where did it land, Maryland? I might have been a state short. <laughs> Look, there's a there's no words that strike fear in an NFL team like quarterback controversy, right? Once that phrase is in your locker room, it pervades. We saw it derail the Jets last year. I'm worried it's going to derail the Giants this year. Now, look, here's the thing: Daniel Jones is starting. Tyrod Taylor, he is not going to be starting once Daniel Jones is healthy. He's coming back. Everything's going to be okay. But is everything really going to be okay? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Tyrod Taylor is running this offense better. Daniel Jones has not looked good. They handed him some massive deal in the offseason because they were scared of losing Saquon Barkley. So rather than overpaying the running back and getting criticized by people like me, They overpaid the quarterback and instead have put themselves in a worse situation than the Vikings, right? You talk about QB purgatory. It's not Kirk Cousins lighting up the 49ers in primetime football. It's Daniel Jones hurting his neck, going like 14 and seven. It's needing a huge comeback against the Cardinals. I just, if I'm a Giants fan right now, the fact that there is a real quarterback controversy that Daniel Jones has thrown two touchdowns and six interceptions that you decide to commit a huge amount of money, $85 million guaranteed to this guy this offseason, I'm taking that chill pill. I am grinding it up, and I am snorting it until I get a heart attack because things are going absolutely insane in New York right now. 
the quarterback situation's a disaster, and it's not getting better for another another couple of years. Frankly, okay, they so, should be so, cleaning house after this. But, so he he blatantly disregarded the segment. But how can you? <laughs> yeah, how can you not? You guys, say no, that? you guys, chill me out. You guys, chill me out. Go for it. Well, I I would say, how can you not say that there is a legitimate quarterback decision to be made? In New York. No, 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 no. Oh, because there, there's not there's one not, because you have to pay not. Daniel Jones $80 million yes, over yes. the next two no, years. No, you know what? You know the answer yeah, to but, it? Can, can I tell you the answer? All right, fine. Go for the it. The answer to it is Tyrod Taylor is playing better than Daniel Jones right now. Yeah, I think he's better. But the Giants organization, Brian Dable knows this. It's about the future for them, not about this season. And the only way that you get any answers to the Giants' future is playing Daniel Jones when he's healthy. You can't, what, like, do you, Tyrod, what do you mean answers? I, mean, I see you call the answers you, in. No, you you have to like if you play Tyrod Taylor this year. He's thirty four years old. How and how much better is he really? Like how many more wins is he really going to give well, the Giants? I've seen one quarterback get dog walked by forty against the Cowboys and one get murdered by the Niners. I saw one who should have beat Buffalo and then won a game. <sighs> I mean, what am I missing here? Well, dog walked by the, the Niners. I, the Cowboys and the Niners were, were bad. Those were bad. Okay, but the Seahawks Tyra, and the Dolphins. No, no, they, they but those they should have really lost to the Cardinals. Okay, those but, are all really good but teams. Tyrod Tyra Taylor goes up to Buffalo at night and takes his team down the field. Pretty no, he, consistently. He, he, he played well. He played well. But all the teams, first off, all the teams we mentioned, Daniel Jones played against. Those are four of what the top five teams in football we just said. And I mean, then he got murdered by all. But of them. also, Saquon Barkley missed a few of those games. Jalen Hyatt wasn't being used. I'm not defending Daniel Jones that much. I'm just saying that there are some reasons there are some reasons why or that Tyrod Taylor has had a little more to his advantage. But you can't like you're not going to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor does not make this team a playoff contender. He might make them a little bit better at the moment. Daniel Jones is still probably better I mean, than Tyrod, but Jones won a playoff game, and you paid him forty million a year. So I, no, you I, have I to. You have to figure out what you have. If he sucks, if Daniel Jones is horrible this year, the out isn't. It's following next season. That's when you can get out of it. Like you have to be ready to make a decision after that, and you don't learn anything if you say, "Oh well, maybe we can make a run at the wild card with Tyrod Taylor." When really, you probably won't anyway. If, if there wasn't a controversy in New York right now, when Dable was asked if Daniel Jones was starting, he would have said Daniel Jones is our starter, right? That's the easiest thing. And you can say Daniel Jones is our starter and then immediately start Tyrod Taylor. Now, here's Instead, he said Tyrod had a good game. He's a true pro. I'm glad we ha- we got him. Oh, well, Tyrod also says all the right things, too. He says it's this is Daniel's team when he's ready to go. Like th- Tyrod Taylor has handled this great. And if he were 25 years old, maybe it would be more of a, a question but at 34, the only way, though, <laughs> I think Daniel Jones might miss this week against the Jets. If what are they right now? Two and five or two and four or two and five? Yeah, two and five. Yeah, two and five. Two and five. If we'll, we'll have to confirm that. But no, they they are two and five. Two and five. Okay. If they do beat the Jets <laughs> and get to three and five with Tyrod. And the Giants start to think like, all right, the NFC, the seven seeds, Tampa at three and three, we're competing with Minnesota's three and four. Then maybe you could debate it, but I think you still have to go. The, the Jets defense is one of the best defenses in football. If Tyrod Taylor <laughs> wins the game, he's my starting quarterback. It, I think Tyrod, if Daniel Jones misses a couple more games and Tyrod wins two or three more in a row, then yeah, you have to keep rolling. What if what if the Giants are like four and five, right? Jones comes back and loses. Oh, if, 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 no, if Tyrod him right back. Look, maybe maybe this is where I start to kind of you know contradict myself a little bit. But if Daniel Jones missed the next two games, I think he's gonna be ready to play after this week. 
and then I'd probably bring him back. But if he, for some reason, missed two more or three more, and you rattle off, what, three, four wins now in a row, then you could think about it. But if it's just next week, I'd go back to Daniel Jones. We'll, we'll probably get some Giants comments like, stop, Jones is their quarterback next. No, no, he has, <laughs> to, he has to be, unless if he misses a few more weeks and you win all those games. Which this I game, see. I think it, it just tells you how much things change. Do you remember the last time the Giants and the Jets played? The Giants? I remember a preseason game. I don't remember the last. No, it was 2019. Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams absolutely lit up. Like, they were able to win the game. Daniel Jones threw for 300 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sam Darnold had a game-winning drive. Le'Veon Bell scored a touchdown. It was only a few years ago. Wait, didn't the Giants miss a game-winning field goal? In that game? No, they didn't. That was uh, Jamal Adams strip sack Daniel Jones. And Sam Darnold drove down the field. I think he threw... Jamison Crowder got the ball. That was the game-winning touchdown. (laughs) Oh, I do remember that, yes. I thought that was a funny thought. Because these teams, whenever they play, you know, the battle for New Jersey is always an exciting sort of matchup. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, thanks for saying New Jersey. Yeah. I got you guys. So the final thought for you. The, The final thought... Before we wrap it up here, for just Ziggy, with with the Daniel Jones Tyrod Taylor situation, let's say Tyrod Taylor wins this weekend against the Jets. You're Brian Dable. What are you doing? If Tyrod Taylor looks good against the Jets, it's obvious to me. Here's what you say: I didn't sign Daniel Jones to that contract. Our GM signed Daniel Jones to that contract. Don't blame me. I'm out here winning with Tyrod. Leave me alone. Okay. Like if I, in all seriousness, somebody's going to get fired over this Daniel Jones contract. I really believe it. You can't let it be you. Sheesh. I I would go to Jones, but the two to three weeks, if he misses two or three more and they win him, then I go Tyrod. But okay. The last thing before we get to the tail fader layoff, very quick conversation I wanted to have about Tyson Bajan, the Bears quarterback, the rookie who came in and beat Las Vegas last week. I know a lot of just he is a rookie, right? I, uh, right. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> the Bears went from not winning, you know, a football game in for a year to having one, two out of three. And we have to remember Justin Fields looked pretty damn good a couple weeks ago against the Commanders before he hurt his finger against the Vikings. Didn't look so great in that game. But Tyson Bajan comes in from Shepherd University. I have some stuff here. He broke almost every quarterback record for the school, Division II record for completions, passing yards, and NCAA record for passing touchdowns. So the guy's a pretty decorated collegiate football player. He was a zero oh, star. He, he won 43 awards in college. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he, he, like, he was a zero think star. Think about how crazy good NFL guys are. We've never, most people hadn't even heard of him before this game, and he owns all those records. I know it's, I know it's Division II, but still, like, pretty, pretty impressive stuff. He comes in, and he actually looks pretty comfortable against Las Vegas. He didn't light him up. He he was only 21 for 29 for 162 yards and a touchdown. But what did he do? He didn't get sacked at the same rate Justin Fields was. He made the easy throws. He made the right reads. A lot of things that Fields hasn't done for the Bears. And Bears fans, you know, they like to overreact. Our friend Weston texted us and said, what about the Bears' new franchise quarterback? We're like, all right, slow down there, Weston. But when you look at these games, you, you do tend to get excited with a young quarterback. So my question to you guys is, in the event that Tyson Bajan, who should start again, will start again this week against the Chargers in L.A., if he goes and wins that game, do you play him a third week in a row when the Bears play the Saints? 
or or do you go back to Justin Fields? Like, does this kid earn another chance here? Not yet. Not yet. As much as I want to say yes, <laughs> not yet. It's a cool story. Uh, it, it's cute, and I'm a fan of it, and I would surely be be pulling for him. But we've st- this. This is a case. This is where, absurd, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's a case where this kid's a rookie no one's ever heard of, and if he wins this weekend, people are going to be talking, and people obvi- will talk, and obviously, he will have looked good for back to back weeks. But Justin Fields is a quarterback, and it's just it's how it is. Um, whether the Bears like it or not, he will be the quarterback when he comes back. It's t- this is to me is, is Fields' final chance to really prove himself. And if the Bears, the Bears want to to know and understand how good or bad he really is, he has to be on the field. Yet you yet you want to play Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I think it's a different situation. Okay, okay. I think okay. it's a different situation. Yeah, I, I, no. I think it's different. I mean, this kid is a he's played one game in the NFL. This guy went to played in Division Two football. Okay, okay. Ziggy, how about you? If you're Matt Eberflus. I agree it's a totally different situation. People seem to have forgotten that Justin Fields was building real momentum right before he got injured. Yeah, Fields was good. Admittedly, this was against the mediocre to bad defenses, right? The Broncos and the Commanders. But in those two games, he passed for eight touchdowns. I don't see why you would bail on him right when he's starting to build some momentum. Now, look, maybe he'll come back and look terrible. And if he looks absolutely awful and Bajan has looked really good, I think then you start considering things. But... You have to see what you have in fields, and you need to make the decision this offseason as confident as you possibly can. Yeah. Your undrafted Division II quarterback who threw for like 80 yards in an interception against the Vikings defense is not suddenly the guy because he played one okay game against the Raiders. Now, I'm not I'm not crapping on this kid, right? The fact they oh, found yeah. someone as an undrafted free agent who can step in and win a football game is legitimately not nothing. And he's not bad, right? Like, he doesn't stink. But I just, he's not the guy of the future. There's no reason to think he is. If he steps in and lights up the Chargers, maybe you can start thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, like, it. like there's a if, number. If, if he goes he for, like, 505 in, or something, then you're like, oh, If he okay. steps in and lights up the Chargers... Iberflus would be like, wow, we have a really good backup quarterback. So even, you, even, I mean, we're, we're playing a ridiculous hypothetical game here. But if he throws for like 450 and four and they beat the Chargers, the backup. you still bring he's Fields backup, back? Yeah. Maybe, I, you I, probably I, still bring Fields back. He need, What we need is you need to see him be the absolute reason they win. It's not enough to put up the numbers. Yeah, and he didn't. I mean, like, he steps up and looks like no, MVP a, Patrick Mahomes. He That's looked good it. last week. He looked good last he week, but again, have, he he threw for 160 yards. He has to have the Big Ben game versus the Colts in 20, 2017. He's got a 540 yeah. yards and six if touchdowns. He, if, if they win and Bajant looks good, again, he didn't go nuts against the, the Raiders. He just played good, which is something the Bears haven't seen a lot of. But if he does play well and they win... Maybe you see a world where Justin Fields is, yeah. you know, eighty five percent healthy. We're just gonna sit him down for one more just to just to be safe. Maybe. If Fields but, isn't hundred percent healthy and they win, I would probably roll him back out there again. But it's all this is also a I, I'm saying what I'm saying because the way that Justin Fields seemed to have started to turn things around a bit before he got injured. He, he has was superstar he has superstar potential and, and yeah. even though the Bears have right now the Panthers are on their way to giving them potentially the number one pick. The Bears themselves are going to be in contention for it, most people are thinking. Despite that, there's still a world where Justin Fields is 
the quarterback for the Bears going into next season. Like it, it might yeah, how, not be Caleb Williams. It could potentially not be Caleb Williams. Can you imagine what you could get for that Caleb Williams pick? I mean, they would take Caleb Williams. But how don't can you, you, don't you really, think? How can you really know if he could be your quarterback of the future? Like this to me is no, no. That's last, you have to play. Fields. Yeah, this is last straw. Keep this kid on the roster for sure if, if he's looking good. But it feels but if Fields wasn't one hundred percent healthy, no matter what, I wouldn't play him. I'm not risking him going out there and getting injured again. If you lose, that's actually great. <laughs> That'll be 100%. Yes. Yeah, Fields I has agree. to be 100%. And if he's 95%, they'll just roll out with Bajan again. But but then once like, this field should be fine for week 10 at the latest. Final, final question before we go on to the tail fader follow. I do want to ask you guys if the if Caleb or if um, Justin Fields looks pretty good to end this year and the Panthers give the Bears the number one pick, just what, off the top of your head, what are you, what are you doing? The Panthers give the Bears number one. So, so no, so the the Bears have the Panthers number one right, 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 pick this year. If the Panthers wind up with the number one selection and it goes to the Bears, would you take Caleb Williams or or trade that pick for everything? Oh, and Fields looks. I'm saying Fields solid. looks Fields looks good. Fields is like top twelve quarterback. I in do football. not want Caleb Williams on my NFL team, so oh, I yeah, trade the pick. Okay, okay, Ziggy, I'm taking whatever quarterback I think is the best. I don't think there's much of a question there. Okay, all right. And who do you think is the best? I've been on this all season, Paul. You know who I think is the best. It's Drake May. <laughs> well, here's yeah, we, I think, we, I think we, it's we, Bo Nix. Yeah, yeah, okay, liberal or Michael Penix. Penix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's hard not to take Caleb Williams in that situation. Was, it, 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 Fields would have to be really, really good. Okay, we'll do the tail fader follow followed by game picks, and then the Jack Cap of the Week here. The tail fader follow segment. We're each going to give Zach. One of, if not our best bet of the week, and he will say whether or not he's going to tail it, he fades it, or it will completely lay off. In the world of gambling, tail is to bet along with us. Fade would be go the other way. Lay off, not bet at all. Fading is probably the move. Fading is probably, <laughs> well, I don't know. You've been pretty hot. Well, college, not the NFL. You've been pretty hot. Yeah, NFL betting is hard. So I'll go first. Uh, speaking of Tyson Bajan and the Bears, I will go with the Chargers minus eight and a half as my bet of the week. As happy of a story as this is, every now and then we see a quarterback come in, play well in his first start, and then get absolutely spanked in his second. And the Chargers are a desperate team at two and four. If they go to two and five, their year is very, very, very close to being over. At home in this one, even though it's not really a great home field advantage, I think Justin Herbert and that offense is too much, and that Bajan won't be able to keep up with them. And they're what do you think? Go Z. Oh, Zach. Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You could you could build on my if you like that. Oh, I thought if not, no worries. But are we gonna are we gonna build or no? Just, no, I was just gonna present. But if Zach. you have some something you want to oh, say, I, I was gonna say I I totally agree. It's, it seems like a spot where the Chargers are very desperate and need to win this game. Mm-hmm. They seem very due. Oh, this is a cute story. It, this to me is gonna be a thing where we we we've seen him play okay, win a game. There's a lot of hype, like oh, like this is awesome stuff, yeah, and then he goes rocked. and gets killed. <laughs> so I like the Chargers. Eight a and a half is a lot of points. Though. Where is it being played? L. A. Uh, give me the Chargers, then definitely taking that all day. All right, Talon, the eight all and right. a half. You're good with the eight and a half. Yeah, I'm good with the eight. Zach's Talon. I think I think Khalil Mack has another career set. How many? How many? He have six, that right? Six, right? He, he probably six. Have six again. Has he had one? He's had one since, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy I, that yeah. he had six sacks in one game, and you're not the sack leader. He, he will finish this season. My prediction in all seriousness is nine sacks. It's absurd that he had six in one game, and right now, I believe Daniel Hunter is leading the league at nine. How is Khalil Mack not the sack leader? Is he, 
What's TJ Watt at? I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen if he's been hurt. I'm sorry, but I but Leo Mack. No, he's Mac played. TJ Watt's at eight. Eight. I thought he had more than it's that. It's a race between the uh, two best passers. Two, I, I guess it is. Yeah. Get Miles Garrett. Who's the Neil Hunter? Who, who is that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're one for one. Yeah, one for one, man. What do you have, Jack? Well, Zach, try not to grade this too biasly, right? But I'm going down to South Beach and taking your Miami Dolphins minus nine and a half at home against the Patriots. Tough week for the Dolphins last week. Awful loss in primetime in Philadelphia. The Pats are riding a high, just beat Buffalo Great win. Now, the Pats aren't turning any corner. This is a pretty bad football team. The Dolphins are hearing all week how, oh, they're the fraud, blah, blah, blah. But that might be the case. Maybe they are. Maybe they can't beat good teams. But what are they great at? Beating bad teams, especially at home. They're 3-0 and at home against mediocre teams, all by double digits. I think off a loss, they come home to Miami, Belichick's house of horrors, and they beat down the Pats. Minus nine and a half. Can I can I ask a question? So, so the do, it was the Broncos game, the seventy pointer, the Panther game. What was the other one? The Giants, thirty one thirteen. So Giants, they're three and zero with three double digit wins at home against mediocre teams. Here we are again, Pats, mediocre. Oof. Let's beat them up. Um, yes, since, I'm just saying. Since 2016, Belichick has won one game in Miami. Yeah, I have no doubts. We'll win the game. <laughs> Nine and a half, um, though. That's a lot of points. Nine and a half is a lot of points. Bill Belichick, since 2016, Bill Belichick has failed to cover nine, or is, the Dolphins have failed to cover nine and a half at home only twice. Three and zero at home again. Uh, double how many, and how many times, Ziggy? Uh, in six games. So four and two and nine and a half. Ooh. So I think we do cover. So I will tail. But two for two. Two for two. The only way I'm fading it is Tyreek Hill did not practice today. Hip injury. So if he doesn't play, I don't know if we cover nine and a half. With him, we definitely cover nine and a half. Without him, it's closer than people will expect. Well, if he doesn't play, Reasonable. it's not nine and a half. No, if yeah. he doesn't play, it goes down. Yeah. And I just take him again at whatever the number is. Well, it's, it's seven and a half. <laughs> Six and a half under a touchdown without Hill. You think it drops three points without Hill? Without the best player in the world, yeah. And I'd hammer that. I don't think it would drop that far. You don't think? With the, without the MVP? I think it would drop... To say, well, I'm, I'm not saying. I think two, seven. Well, our half, wide maybe. receiver core would be still Waddle. I mean, it's like, yeah, you'd still, yeah, they'd still be Waddle. Most are today. When's when's a chains? What two weeks away? Uh, is it two weeks? I, I think, think yeah, two weeks. He'll be fine. He's a beast. Okay, we're two for two here. Ziggy, what is your best bet of the week? And then, if it, if this is a player prop, because I believe it is, uh, give us a, a team as well, and we'll throw out a parlay. Sure. So this player prop, unfortunately, doesn't work because it's a game that we've already talked about or that, Paul, you've mentioned. Tyson Bajan's passing line this week is <laughs> 203 and a half yards. You know how many quarterbacks have not thrown for 203 and a half yards against the Chargers this year? Not zero. zero. <laughs> yeah, even Aiden O'Connell, who got sacked six times by Khalil Mack, hit that mark. Bajan looked okay. The Chargers' pass defense, on average, is giving up 304 passing yards per game. Justin Herbert is going to put up points, so the Bears are going to be passing. If Bajan is only 50% as good as the average quarterback that has played the Chargers, he will cover this line. I don't understand why it's so low against the leakiest pass defense in the entire NFL. I think this is one of the easiest player props I have ever seen. Ever seen. Wow. Okay. Ziggy's putting a seal of approval on him. I'll tell him all day if Ziggy's putting that seal, Ziggy's seal of approval on it. So three and up. We're three and up. Look at that. 
And Ziggy, if I, you had to give us one more to, to throw out a parlay, because we're gonna th- we'll probably throw a parlay on the Sharps app. That's who we partnered with recently. Uh, we will. We will. We, we should throw out check a parlay. Out some pretty cool. You could tra- have people track. Uh, you could track other people's bets on the Sharp app. And I, 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 yeah, I feel bad taking another huge favorite, but I don't see how you don't take Kansas City minus seven here. I mean, look, this Broncos team. I continue to believe they're terrible. And I continue to believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to get more and more in form every week. The Broncos can't beat the Chiefs, right? They haven't won. The last time that the Broncos beat the Chiefs, Peyton Manning let a fourth quarter comeback win. This is not a joke. That is the last time they won. They have no chance against the Chiefs. Mahomes is going to carve them up because their defense remains terrible regardless of what they did last week. I think that game's an easy smash. Yeah, the Broncos last won a Super Bowl before beating the Chiefs. Before the last time they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> That's crazy. That is insane. Okay, so if you went with our bets, I'm seeing plus 589 on DraftKings right now. So That's it's not bad. Dolphins, Chargers, Chiefs, all the cover. That's Chalk Central right there. It's, yeah, it's, it's, those are massive Something lines. will lose. These Chalks feel Something yeah. will lose. Those <laughs> are <laughs> ma- eight and a half, nine and a half, and seven are big In numbers. The NFL, something will lose there. Oh, man. What what do we, we have? <laughs> it's not going to be me. And you're on the road, Ziggy. Uh, and they they just played an eight-point game, right? Oof, man. I don't well, the, well, you're, you're, Tell me the Chiefs don't go to Denver and just crush Russell Wilson's dreams. They should. The, t- the game I'm worried about there is actually the Chargers. The Chargers well, yeah, are always Chargers. You think Bajan's going to go nuts? I think he's going to throw 204 yards. I'm not sure I'd call that nuts. So do you think that you think there's a, are you confident in the Chargers covering the eight and a half and Bajan also hitting the over? Yes. Like garbage time, 42, 10, I something mean, like that. Bajan can throw for 205 oh, yeah, yards yeah, yeah. and they could lose 31 well, 14. For no, 162 at, last week and we're talking about him like he's the you know, second coming. Yeah. I mean, you're 205 yards is not a good number. Yeah. Right. If he throws for 200 passing <laughs> yards against the worst defense, passing defense in the NFL, I think he'd be disappointed. Like they so can I lose, don't know. They can lose 34 10 against 206 yards passing. Yeah, no, no, I, I, so, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Seal of approval. All right, let's do let's do the game picks here. Oh yeah, leading up to the cap of the week. By the way, this which, is gonna be a long show. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, what are we going on now? We're at an hour. Well, here we are. A lot of breakout clips for this episode. Yeah, so people can enjoy the weekend. Well, once you start getting in the middle of the season, there's a lot to talk about. It's it's exciting stuff. Yeah, the longer the better. All right, here we go. That's yeah, well, size doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say it does to me though. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know what? We'll, we'll wrap that conversation. Game picks. Go, that out. go cue the music. Out. Cue the music. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't cut on this show. Yeah, leave it. In. Leave Tampa it. Bay at Buffalo tonight. Eight and a half point. Bills are favored. Who you got, Jack? I got the Bills. I, I'm going back on my Buck Tennessee South. I think they're a terrible teams. I got the Bills. Bills are due. The Bills are due to finally put together a good game. I can't imagine they're going to say under 500 in terrible Josh Allen's games. I think this is an easy covering. Uh, as much as I would love to take the Bucks, the Bills have just lost too many in a row. So it's got even you are on Buffalo for this yeah. one. Yeah, think about Tampa Bay versus the good teams: Detroit, Philadelphia, Buffalo is another one of those teams. They'll lose this one. Eagles at Commanders. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites. That number feels like it could be a little high. I got the Commanders plus the points. The Eagles went out, right? Game winning field goal. Sloppy game in, in DC. 
I think this is a prime spot for a letdown game for the Eagles, but I agree with Jack. The letdown's going to be not covering, not failing to win the game. I also have the Eagles. Um, unlike these people that don't know about football, I will be taking the Commanders all day. The How many times is Sam Howell getting sacked this game? A lot. Six. The Commanders have this game circled, though. We know that their players are sick and tired of losing to the Eagles. They beat them last year. But um, this is this is a one o'clock game. It's not Join it's not me. a night game. Join me. I'm on the Eagles. Oh, but that wow. makes you a lone wolf. Oh. Jaguars at Steelers. Jacksonville two and a half point road favorites. Oh, the fact. High, oh, I'm sorry, Akersher. The fact we're a dog is insane. This is my lock of the week. Steelers in a big, big, big way. Five and two loading. I wanted to stay away from this game. This is just one of those games where the Steelers are so dependent on that random Kenny Pickett fourth quarter drive that I just can't feel comfortable taking them. I also don't want to take the Jaguars as favorites going into Pittsburgh. Do what? But I think I will. Trevor Lawrence has played well this season. He's going to keep playing well and continue. The Jags are on, what, a five-game win streak now? It's going to be six. Well, they, lost but they beat Houston. this. They lost to Houston. So. Yeah, no. So they and then they beat the Falcons, the Bills, the Colts, and the Saints. So you're right. They're going to make it a five game win streak this week. Jaguars. Remember the last time Jacksonville went to pitch? You were there. I was there. You yeah. were there. Yeah, I, I don't think this one's as close. Jacksonville covering the two and a half for sure. You don't think it's? So you think it's worse? I, th- I think you lose. Well, you lost by three <laughs> last. Yeah, yeah. You lost by three last time. I, I, I'll go. Oh, it was only three. You're right. Oh, 45, shoot. 42, right? Yeah, I forgot about that. that so like... they'll cover. They'll cover again. Maybe, yeah, maybe a touchdown. Ow! Yeah, and again, another lone wolf. There, there you go. New Orleans at Indianapolis. Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew. How could you not watch? Saints are a one and a half point favorite. I kind of like the Colts here. It's Saints are tough to trust. Colts, brutal, brutal, brutal loss. Sour taste in their mouth. I got the Colts here. Gardner Minshew is one of those quarterbacks where the longer teams have to prepare for him, the worse he plays. I don't think the Saints team is very good, but I think they are average. They're going to take care of business in Indianapolis this week. Uh, the Saints are distracted. Chris Olave getting arrested, you know. So give me the Colts all day. I'm not sure I've picked a Colts game right this year because every single time I go, yeah, they're actually better than, than I expect. They lose, and then I say, oh, you know what? They're not that good. And then they're better than I expect. I'm also going to roll with Indianapolis at home. They have a couple games this year that they should have won, that they've lost. This is one that uh, they're close enough to the Saints in talent that I think home field will help them a lot. Another lone wolf for Ziggy. We're really uh, running through lone wolves this episode. Okay, here's a good one. A battle of rookie quarterbacks. The Texans at the Panthers. Texans a three-point favorite. Stroud versus Young. I said I will never pick Bryce Young to win a game. And I've been undefeated so far. Texans, Stroud, they win and cover on the road. I don't have any good reason to believe this, but I just can't see the Panthers going 0-7. That's such a bad record. I get that this is just like blatantly fallacious and this isn't how you're allowed to think, but I don't think the Panthers are going to go 0-7. They've got to win a couple games this year. This is one of the games that will show up as a win at the end of the season. I'm taking the Panthers at home to try and right the ship. Um, I believe in CJ Shroud. This uh, is one where uh, everything says to pick the Texans, but I am also starting to lean Carolina in this one. The Texans have the least 
the fewest sacks in the NFL this year at nine. Maybe that bodes well for Bryce Young to uh, get down the field to Adam Thielen a little bit. Uh, something's just telling me to go Carolina at home in this one. In, te- in Houston, I would 100% be on the Texans, but I'm going Carolina. I don't know. doesn't feel good, but I'm doing it. Rams at Cowboys. Dallas a six-and-a-half point favorite. This is a tough one. I, 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 got the, uh, I got the Rams bouncing back a bit. I don't have them winning, but I have them covering plus six-and-a-half on the road. Keeping it a close game, but Dallas finds a way to win. I, yeah, boy, this Rams team is all over the place. <laughs> they really are. Cowboys win the game. I'm going to keep it at that. Um, I feel like the Rams this season have played to the opponent they play to. That makes sense. They play down or up to their competition. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's what that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, the four and two Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the best teams in the AFC. They, they play down to our level. You're saying? Yes. They play down to your level. It's foolish. <laughs> so I think this is one of those games where the Rams will come in and win. Really? In Dallas? Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well in this one. But it'll be a fun game for a little bit. Dallas will pull away late. Falcons at Titans. Falcons a two and a half point favorite in Tennessee. I think the Falcons win this game. Ritter plays a better, more complete game. Less turnovers, less sloppy. The Titans, to me, are pretty awful. The Falcons aren't. So I'm going to go with Atlanta in a close game on the road. The Falcons have a good defense. Will Levis is starting his first game in the NFL. I think that is a bad combination for the Titans. Falcons two and a half feels like a steal to me. Give me that. Um, I believe I just picked up Desmond River Ritter off waivers because my team is in that much shambles. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Can I change the Titans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I might change the Titans. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone's getting hurt for Atlanta now. Yeah. <laughs> So I will be taking Atlanta. I would have taken Tennessee if Will Levis wasn't playing in this game. I don't trust Levis at all. It's first start, I, I want to stay away from that. It, oh, just to put it out there, if anybody wants to change, I think Tennessee is, is wearing their Oilers uniform. No, I, I, like, I, I don't think Tennessee is a horrible team. If Will Levis wins, can we come on here... The next episode, and all drink. Someone's having coffee yeah, with mayo. Coffee mayo. Yeah, someone, someone's having if, coffee if with mayo. If the Titans win if, the game. If they win. Yes. yes. That's yes. a promise. Jack and I will be drinking coffee with mayo. Yep. <laughs> if, if the, the Titans, Titans win. win the game. Yeah. Someone, if someone in the comment section, hold, hold us, us to it. that. Yeah, hold us to and it. And if we don't, we'll, we'll double the but mayo. But we will. We'll we will. If, we, if we don't do it next episode and they win, we'll do two teaspoons of mayo. And you'll watch us pour the helmets oh. into the coffee. Oh, so it'll be God. legit. That's, Falcons have to win. I, I'm going with the Falcons for that reason alone. Jets at Giants. <laughs> That's so bad. Jets at Giants. Uh, the Jets are favored by three points. All season, I've said the Giants are going to win this game and then tell the Jets, get your own damn stadium. Mm-hmm. The Jets are just a bit better of a team. Defense is too strong. I don't know how much I I believe fully in Tyrod Taylor as much as I would like to. Lower scoring, sloppy game. Jets win. So Aaron Rodgers being out. Uh, you are still going. Oh, yeah. If Rodgers had played, it would have taken the Giants. That makes no sense. Ziggy? I don't know what Jack's talking about, but Sometimes I do agree with the take. <laughs> I think that the quarterback situation isn't a whole lot different. I think the defense situation is. I hate both these teams, but the Jets always seem to have more fans in the stadium for these games. So on the basis of home field advantage, I'm taking the Jets. The Jets seem less inept, too. Overall, slightly less the enough. Jets are pretty inept, but they've been better. Yeah, the Giants are more. So the, Gi- the Jets are going up. The Giants are going down. Yeah. Another one where you know I'd love to pick the Giants, but that 
New York Jets defense is just so much better than anything the Giants could put out there. Oh, none of you guys are rolling with your boy Tyrod in this? Unfortunately not. <laughs> but if he wins, he's the guy. If he wins, he's the guy. If he wins, he's the guy. I'm going to go with the Jets as well. Too much from the defense. And yes, they are on the right trajectory. We are Wolf. We are Wolf. Patriots at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by nine and a half. This is my this, this is your my lock. Pick. So we know what you segment, got. So I got the Dolphins big bouncing back. 31-10. You don't know how bad I want to take the Patriots right now. Well, you have them in the playoffs, so they got to get winning. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know what? <laughs> the Dolphins have 14 players on their injury report right now. The offense is starting to get exposed. Belichick can always cook up a little bit of a game plan. Not in Miami. If Not the Dolphins Miami. can go to New England and win, the Patriots can go to Miami and win. Give me the Patriots. <laughs> I think we bullied him into I that. I think pick. he just wants a lone wolf. I think he just wants the lone wolf. No, he knows that his prediction relies on, on games like this. You're right. Um, I should have taken the Titans. There is a slight chance that Jalen Ramsey might play. Again, a lot of people on the injury list, but you know what? We overcome adversity. We win this to that this week. You're Fins fantastic up. against bad teams. Fins up. Fins, uh, fantastic. The be, the be, fin-tastic. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> we should get shirts as fantastic. Oh, I actually like that. Yeah. Merch store. I'm going to write that down right now. The Vikings one and a half point favorites at the Green Bay Packers. This Packers team is, is tough. To back right now. I do want to say a hangover spot for Minnesota, but it very well could be, and they still get the win. No, we're still drunk. <laughs> You're still drunk, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to take Minnesota. Green Bay's too tough to back. I don't... The Packers' defense has not played well, and people keep getting hurt. The Vikings' offense is leagues ahead of the Packers' offense. I gotta take the Vikings here. I think this is where the season's going to start building a little bit of momentum. They're going... You don't have to worry about the hangover. They will go to Green Bay ready to play. This isn't a walkover game. Vikings are going to win. Darren Jones playing. He played last. Who cares? I believe he is, yes. To give me I believe. the Packers all day. Packers? This is the classic Vikings go in a big game and then get like oh, trounced. Hangover, trounced. Yeah. No, no, but Vikings going to Green Bay. This has disaster written all over it, but... You know, believe Paul, but I, yeah, that's my problem. I believe. Oh, so I hadn't, go. I'd only taken the Vikings in one game, then I took them against San Francisco, and look what happened. Yep, I'm taking them against the Packers. Guess what's gonna happen? Same level, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Cleveland at Seattle, Seahawks, a three and a half point home favorite. I like the Seahawks. Uh, the Browns will not win two games in a row. I think this Browns defense is good enough to cause fits. Deshaun Watson isn't playing, which is great news for the Browns. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the Browns are going to go to Seattle and win. Go up to 5-2. and two. Um, I'm going to take the Browns, too, even though, you know, Deshaun Watson really screwing me over. Mm. Not being able to play in my fantasy team. Can we use lunatics? I know who you're picking. These guys are lunatics. I have Geno Smith on my fantasy team, and... He's been a little disappointing this year. I think the Cleveland defense is going to get to him. And I'm a lone wolf in this. I'm going to go with the Browns. Ow! You're lone wolfing. Bengals at San Francisco. 49ers are currently a three and a half point favorite. Last time I checked, maybe it's down. Brock Purdy probably not playing in this one. Yeah, well, it's not Purdy. It's the team. So I love, <laughs> love 
love. Wait, you said probably not. He isn't. You know, is he confirmed out? out? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, now, I'm just always careful with my words. Leave I love out. him even more now. Only minus three at home against the Bengals. Niners. Yeah, I side with Jack on the Niners here. We've seen one good game and one okay game from Joe Burrow, and that's basically been it. The 49ers are going to hit him hard and hit him often. Mm. Darnold oh, will be able to... <laughs> <laughs> Look, those guys are going to absolutely smother Joe Burrow. You know this is true. Yeah. The 49ers offense, they'll be okay. Christian McCaffrey's getting healthier. Hopefully one or two of their other injured players will be able to come back. I don't know. I think Debo's not playing, but that's okay. Sorry, 49ers sorry. win handily. They're off back-to-back road losses, too. They're going to they smoke are. the Bengals. They're going to smoke the Bengals. That's a lock. Have the Bengals won on the road this year? Arizona. That's it. Okay, so they they've beaten a garbage team. They beat on a the garbage road. team on the road. Hey, you guys love Josh Dobbs. What are you talking about? He stinks. I love. I love. Do- I, I love Dobbs, him. but he's not good. I loved him, but he stinks. <laughs> Zach's about to pick him. Zach's about to pick him to be the Ravens in, in, in our next pick. So, oh, so am I. Uh, yeah, 49ers. I really, I'm surprised. This seems like the game to me where Joe Burrow comes in and has one of those on the road masterpieces and the Bengals get their season back in line. No, I'm going Cincinnati. He was paid Lone he doesn't Wolf, care anymore. Throw it on. He was paid he doesn't care anymore. He was paid he doesn't care anymore. The Bengals are winning this game. Baltimore at Arizona. The Ravens are an eight and a half point favorite oh, in this birds. battle of the birds. Oh yeah. wow we were oh, on the same dude, wavelength. Dude, dude. That's why it works. Oh I mean talk about hangover galore. You just pound the lines by thirty, everyone's talking about you. Mm. You go on the road. The Ravens will win the game, but they will not cover the eight and a half. Lamar came out and said, everyone is aware this is a trap game. We're not going to fall into it. I take this to mean they're not going to fall into it. Lamar Jackson is the most difficult to defend quarterback in football. Roquan's getting healthier. The Cardinals are not. I think the Cardinals are just completely overmatched against the Ravens defense and the Ravens offense. It's going to be a slaughter, Arizona. Wait, Baltimore? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Baltimore's going to win by a lot. They're completely oh, okay. overmatched. Okay, okay, okay. No, you at the end you went Arizona. Arizona. No, it's going to be a it's going to be a slaughter in Arizona. Oh, do you know, okay, do you know okay. what a trap game is? It's, it's when you go to a crappy team on the road. Yeah. So, so that that lights a fire. He pretty much said Arizona's crap. He did. Arizona's one in six. They are crap. <laughs> if they if a if a lighting a fire under them would have helped them win. Coach oh, Gannon's speech about players taking the bus. They're rising to the occasion this week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, give me Josh Dobbs over this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you picked the Cardinals, what, three or four times this year? Bro, I ride. I ride till die. I think the Ravens walk in there and beat the crap out of the Cardinals. I got I got Baltimore. But I've been if wrong this, about the Arizona before this year. If this, this is a double-digit win, I think it's by Arizona. It, no. The Chiefs <laughs> at the Broncos. Chiefs currently a seven-point favorite. I mean, Chiefs. Chiefs probably pretty bad. Yeah. Chiefs. Give me them Chiefs. Chiefs here as well. Wolfpack. Bears at Chargers. Chargers, eight and a half point favorite. You guys know this is my pick. I'm on the Chargers, so you go ahead. Chargers pick. The Chargers, what's the most chargering thing they could do? It's losing this game to the inept Chicago Bears. This game is on upset watch. I think the Bears have an okay chance of winning this, so I'm picking Chicago. Okay. You're taking tight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Bajan explodes for 204 and, and one touchdown. The Bears are and worse. And the Chargers 10 nothing win or 10 7 win. No, no. The, the, we'll see. We'll see. You know what? 
I don't know what Ziggy's smoking right now, but I need some of that, whatever that is, because I am not taking the yeah, Bears. As you just took the Cardinals to win his eight and a half point dogs. What are they selling out there in in, uh, in, in Virginia? <laughs> Bajan believer. There's a Bajan. Yeah, we'll have to get some Tyson Bajan shirts if the Bears win for Ziggy. The Raiders at the Lions. Lions eight and a half point favorites on Monday Night Football. Well, this is the pick I gave my sister for her survivor pool. It's the Lions. She's, she's one of 14 people left. I've been on a roll. So Lions, of course. Yeah, I mean, look, the Lions are a good team. They can't be happy after what happened last week. I would not want to have to go. It's it, it's in Detroit, right? It's yeah, in Detroit. In prime time. They're going to pound them. I would not want to have to go to Detroit in prime time after the Lions got humiliated and face whatever they're going to do. It's over. Lions by a million. Give me the roaring lions. Yeah, I think Roar. after after that horrible game last week. <laughs> what? what? It's a dog. <laughs> it's a no, dog. it's a dog. <laughs> all, right, all right, I think it's more of a girl. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have to, we don't have to do this. Restore the roar in Detroit. Lions win. All right, that ends the game picks. I have a scratch in the after that. What a <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Here we go. As a scratch my throat after that. Oh, See, that's sorry, where one more thing after. That's thing. where Zach being like, as Zach's skills grow as a producer, he's gonna mute your mic there, and it'll be like, couldn't even hear it. I'm sure you can hear it all in right. place. You yeah. can, no matter what Zach did there. This, is this sewage water? I don't know. That's leaking on my arm. The we need. Time? We need some of the McAfee money. <laughs> <laughs> we need that deal asap. Yeah. I please, mean, if whoever's listening, please. Jack's getting dripped on down here. Yeah, we buy toilet water, I think. Well, it's because he's just so hot. They're cooling him off. Should I lick it? Maybe, maybe, maybe. You're right. I'm going for five in a row now. No, the, yeah, so Jack is red hot here in the Jack Cap of the Week. Oh, speaking of red. Four straight wins. Go ahead. It's all you. So this is... You, this what is, was that? What was that? <laughs> speaking of red. Well, I didn't see it. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I, I've been hot as a pistol. There's no other way to uh, say it. And... The cat doesn't really ever lose, unless it's on some fluke nonsense like a pick six. <laughs> so, or, or, or it's able or, to break my Or heart. Notre Dame. Or, or it's something that could affect me personally. So I'm going for five in a row. Hope the viewers are, uh, are telling. And this, this cap is pretty ridiculous. It's one of the dumbest things that you're going to hear. But you got to tell it. Sure. It was the middle of the night a couple nights ago. I believe Tuesday. It was like three in the morning. I wake up to go to the bathroom and I hear this unusual sound outside in my driveway and I see this animal with big teeth, like weird looking animal clawing at my garage or my garbage in my uh, by my garage and it wasn't a raccoon. So I go out, I open the door and I, I check my garbage is spilling everywhere and it smells. My driveway smells. It was a stupid beaver. I'm like, you know what? I hate beavers because now my driveway hey. stinks. The garbage is everywhere. So I chase the beaver away. I'm like, I don't like beavers now. And we know who the beavers are. They're the Oregon State beavers. So, you know, I'm fading the heck out of Oregon State. <laughs> and I'm taking the Arizona Wildcats plus three and a half. In Tucson on Saturday night for five in a row. Give me those Arizona Wildcats. Beavers are my favorite animal. I, I can't know, agree I didn't know we had beavers around here. Neither did I. But I'm like, what is this thing? 
It was a stupid. You sure it was a beaver? Oh, 100%. I called my dad. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a, he's like, that's a beaver. I'm like, stupid beaver. But you called your dad? Yeah, I'm like, well, I called him outside. I called him outside. I'm like, come here, what is this? He was awake too. It woke us up. It was annoying. Your dad is a known animal expert. He's like, and then I looked it up. I'm like, do beavers exist in New Jersey? And there's a lot of them. It's a ton. I haven't seen Yeah, they they live pretty much everywhere except like Southern California, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm so, no beaver expert. I will be fading the Oregon State Beavers and taking Arizona plus three and a half. Hmm. It'll be rocking on a Saturday night in Tucson. Give me those cats. Beavers are kind of cool. I saw someone. They're my, pet beaver. I'm serious. They're my favorite animal. No, were, were you the one saying? Well, you were telling me, right? They that someone had a pet beaver and started like building. Your, they didn't sing up your driveway. Wait, was it you, Ziggy? Who was, someone was telling me recently, or I saw it, that someone had a pet beaver and the beaver just started building like a little um, dam out of stuffed animals between. Oh, yeah, no. Right? That was you. Yeah, I sent you that video. No, that's. I am uh, in contact with some beaver photographers who like live in Japan. We so, talk once in so a while. So you're on Oregon State. You're, you're on Oregon. I'm is always it, on that Oregon. Cool though. The beaver was building like a dam out of stuffed animals between the hallway and the bathroom. Yes, it's just like it, it's it's neat stuff what they do. But then when they come and claw your garbage, you, you don't like them. Anymore. I've never seen a beaver. I, that's a it, with his teeth. A, with his teeth, too, it was like bump 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 bump. I'm like, chomp, what is he doing? Chomp. Yeah, chop chop chop. What was that? Can you show that again? No. Okay. Because I know what you're getting out of that. Yeah. <laughs> That could be turned into like a, this is where beavers like it's, beavers don't steal garbage like ever because it's not in their diet. Yeah, so this is a all they eat are, is bark. I just I don't believe it was a beaver. So beaver it might have been a sick beaver, but nonetheless, I hate beavers. Yeah, the right. beaver just wanted to mess with you. <laughs> yeah, well now beaver. Now I'm messing with the beavers and fading them this weekend. All right, wildcats, go wildcats. God, it's been a get long your head episode. in the game. All right, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, it has been a long episode. This is but... like two hours. Can, can I ask one question before we finish? Oh, yeah. Jesus. yeah. Yes. Is it, Why is no NFL team on bye in week eight? Who knows? I don't know. I don't make the schedule. Every <laughs> single team's playing. That's true. Isn't that kind of weird? Right? Yeah. Well, you can kind of choose your bye week, can't you? No. I'm pretty Not sure you really. Can. I, yeah, my... yeah. Yeah, you can. Because the, I know the Ravens got a choice for yeah. them when they came back from London. They didn't. You no, know, international accept. games oh, no, you international get a choice, but that's an incentive uh, to the team. No, but uh, Miami did the same kind of like come out and said like they kind of, like, kind of choose when your bye week is. Well, you guys you, are you going get international, options. right? What you guys are going international? Yeah, but it was yeah. the same. I guess we do go international all the time now, so maybe mm. that's why. Right. We in any case, well, I right. thought that was neat. Well, yeah, no, no, it's neat. Who would have thought beavers and bye weeks to end the year? Beavers and bye weeks. Beavies. That's the name of the episode. Beavies. Okay, we will see you guys for the week eight reaction show not sure if that's going to be coming out sunday night or um monday slash or tuesday yet with some scheduling stuff but we'll figure it out and we look forward to talking to you then see you